Good evening, everybody. Um, welcome to another wonderful episode of Breaking Free. Um, it's been a roller coaster for us, a roller coaster of sharing God's testimony. Right? There's been eye-opening testimonies. They've 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 been testimonies that that has sound that has formed some sort of encouragement to us. Right? And this whole experience that sort of made us believe um or made us acknowledge things that we are forever thankful to god for right i know one of them is the fact that we are saved i i always tell people right that one of my biggest testimonies in 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 my life right as a woman being is the fact that i am a christian is the fact that i'm uh <clears throat> that jesus christ died for my sin and i and and by the grace of God, I was saved, right? Because really, salvation isn't by anyone's doing. It's by the grace of God that we are all saved. So today, we are about to share more testimonies of God's goodness over our life. As you all know, this September has been the month of um, sharing testimonies of the brethren. And as usual, special people with me um, um i'm going to start with the first lady i like to call her with me we have the wonderful beautiful emmy how are you doing emmy hi vic i'm hi, fine emmy. okay so let me just blush first before <laughs> <laughs> all right hello <laughs> hello everyone um it's great to be here again and of course i'm so excited Every time we come here, we we look forward to learners. Okay, let me speak for myself because I know that we have um, <laughs> our other co-hosts here. So, yeah. of course, I'm more excited to be here every every time. And uh, I believe that it's not just an opportunity for you to, to learn. It's an opportunity for us as well to learn because in, in teaching others and sharing our experiences, we ourselves are growing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Also with me as a co-host, I have um, Mr. T, our one and only counselor. How are you doing? How are you Good doing, evening. Good evening, Good evening Mr. Uh, it kind of uh, surprises me that, uh, you know, I'm not jealous anyway, but then Emmy is addressed as beautiful and we were not handsome. That, that seems unfair to me, if you ask me. <laughs> So, yeah. Of course, we are all handsome in this place. But <laughs> that, let me carry like a special grade. So that's why well, I had to call that out. It is well. Hopefully, we'll get there. So, um, Amen. We do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's to be here, and uh, we're hoping that um, it's going to be a powerful one tonight. Amen. And last but not the least, I have Mr. Shago. Our pastor, Pastor Shago. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good evening, everyone. It's good to be here again. How was the day? How are you doing? Have you been friends? How was the weekend generally? Yeah, I believe we'll be blessed tonight. Yeah. yeah. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Um, so we have like the full house today, and I'm, I'm, I have like a very strong belief in my heart, right, that today's session. It's going to be very, very impactful, right? But before we start, 
we want to welcome the most important person of this podcast and that's the person of the holy spirit because really this is not a social gathering right um it is fellowship of brethren to share testimonies of the brethren and without the holy spirit to just be group of people just talking right so once you acknowledge and welcome the holy spirit in our midst i'm just going to say a short prayer and we can kick off heavenly father thank you for this good opportunity that you've given to us that if we don't take it lightly we know it's not by our own efforts it's not even by our own doing or by our own knowing that we're here but it's by your grace patient of this and we've acknowledged that and we welcome you into today's session heavenly father have your way in the mighty name of jesus Amen. king of kings speak through words that every word that comes out of our mouth to not just be mere words but it shall be words that will minister to people in the mighty name of jesus they shall be words that will save souls for your kingdom in the mighty name of jesus papa we acknowledge that we are just vessels please use us use us not just to bless other people but also to bless ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. We welcome you to today's session. Have your way, Heavenly Father. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Take absolute control in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, may all the glory, all adoration be ascribed to you. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Sorry about my voice. I, I lost my voice over the weekend. I'm sort of struggling to talk, but I believe... Uh, it's going to get back. Um, yes. Amen. For today's session, right, Counselor T will be the one kicking off with um, his testimony where, where um, the other co-host contribute. So, Counselor T, you have the floor, please. All right. Thank you, over, thank you very much, Mr. Vic. Maybe I should call you Pastor Vic now. You only have one pastor, yeah, that's Mr. Shego. Yeah, so uh, I think your voice is fantastic. I know you said you lost it, but you know, the bass there is coming out, so it's making it quite interesting. Um, so basically, so, yeah, very well. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. So, um, I think uh, when it comes to testimonies, we, we, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm trying to look for a lesser word to use because really it seems we don't appreciate testimonies often, we don't understand how graceful not grace filled our life i only say that i am grace personified because when i look at the things that happened to my life it's it's so obvious that i'm i'm just a child and a product of grace you know waking up and sleeping you know going back especially for, for people that live in lagos people that travel all the time you understand that you are enjoying so much grace now i'll, I'll start my journey you know uh, i'm a trained medical rehabilitator and a public health instructor and then a practicing medical consultant for a lot of years. Now, I remember when uh, things went south and then I, and then somehow the job went away and I had to literally start all over again. It was as if nothing was going right. Now I had to switch from the medical industry straight down to finance, which is uh, for me a very tough transition. So uh, I, um, I remember calling one of my friends back then in school that I need a job. 
and then it was so it was very very shocked because she used to be um a patient of mine and then we went all through we went through all the basics and this and that everything that happens with job and all and then they said okay uh, you know what there's a job opening in my office but then the offer is very low it's what you consider very low for someone that has gone through so much for me um i said no problem i was willing to take that risk anyway because i felt like of course there's no point staying um jobless if you have an opportunity to do something somewhere at least you are making you are making impact and i remember getting to that company that day and i just met somebody that from anywhere and they came to me and said you look quite nervous and i said no i'm, I'm not nervous that i'm transitioning then how and i explained my my stuff to him and told him how I was in this industry and somehow things went south and then I'm I'm here trying to do something for myself. And you know what I eventually got the job. Uh and when I when I got the job I kept asking myself because that's 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 not a company you can just enter like that. You don't just get jobs. You don't even know about the, you don't even know about the adverts. It's only guys that are deep deep inside that means the HR guys that will know about the job adverts. So I was questioning the guys involved. I was like, okay, how do I get to you know start working? How do I get this appointment? That, that I was being told that that man, that that mystery man, that I didn't, I didn't, I don't know from anywhere was the one that actually said, no, this guy must enter. Of course, I passed the, I passed the test, I passed everything that I to do, but this guy just wanted me to be there for some reason I don't understand. And when I got in and I spoke to him, I remember him telling me that, look, I just like your face. I saw your face and I like your face and I felt like you need to be here. So uh then I started the job, you know. Um of course it was a very hard one because the pay was very low considering what I used to get where I used to work and all. And I remember uh, telling myself that look the maximum amount of time I want to spend in this particular place is a year. I cannot be doing this over a year. And you know, when it was like the tenth month, I remember you know, um, taking time to pray about this. And I um, I went inside my room, I opened my Bible, I just opened a random verse, really. And then I read, prayed, and I told God that, look, I don't want to be here next year. If I'm going to be here next year, I need to be on another level, you know? Now, was I doing my job? Absolutely. There were guys who have been there five years, six years, and they are, and they are all waiting. And you know when they want to do when they want to do upgrades in the organizations, they will consider the ones that are ahead of you. They don't just they don't even look at you. Yeah, they just came now. True. They not done anything. So I remember then when uh, it was close to a year, it was around the eleventh month. We just about the eleventh month, and I learned that some of the guys in my team, the ones that have spent five six years, they went for uh, the upgrade interview, the test, and all. Of course, that's the, that's that's all we had. We didn't hear anything else. And all of a sudden, I was I was on the feed. I was in fact I was handling a presentation, and I saw a mail coming on my phone, and I I saw the caption urgent. So I started to excuse myself somehow, and then I checked and I learned that I should come to the head office with immediate effect. But that was not part of my schedule that day. But then, of course, I ran. There. So on my way there, I remember calling my branch manager and said, ah, Ma, I got this uh, interview invite um, at the office. said, ah, they promoted you. And I said, how? 
are you a prophet or something? She said, no. Say, I just have it my, I just feel my spirit that somebody is doing something somewhere for you. So, so okay, because they didn't, they didn't invite you for test. They said you come and do interview. It seems to me like they've already picked you before analyzing whatever it is you have to offer. I said, okay. I said, let's get there. So when I got there, there was this excitement. The HR lady was just talking all sorts. I was wondering why was this lady being so friendly to me, you know? She was just all good, all nice. So I just went there. I uh, met, I did the first uh, level uh, interview, and then I was told to come back in there, there was the second level. So when I came back the second day, I, I saw some of my colleagues, senior colleagues now, telling me that, ah, when are you going to come and join us here now? Like, they were saying as if they've seen the letter already, and I was like, ah, guys, they've not given me anything, you know, I'm just here for the interview and all, and you know. And then I went for the interview, and on that same day, when the HR lady called me and said, oh, come and collect your letter hmm. now when they invite when they when they invite for interview like that they don't even it may, it may take weeks hmm. but mine was just instant and now you know, when i go back to my branch and i told my branch manager and of course some of my colleagues knew it was like ah, this guy has pressed buttons you know somebody up there how that <laughs> thing i had no idea in jamie to see to my mixed event eh? They posted me exactly where I wanted to be. Wow. I say to them, now, you see, if that's not grace or favor, I don't know what is. Because really, my former team, I, when, when, I got, when I got to the team, the new team and everything, I was talking about my former team. I said, I was say, I was, they were telling me to talk about qualities of the team and everything that was happening in the team. And I was saying good things about every little person there without saying one good thing that I was doing right. And then I remember the team asking me that, look, how did they promote you if you're not the one doing all the good? I said, look, I'm doing my best, but I don't think I'm the best in that thing when it comes to the work. Of course, because of the kind of, but when it comes to the work, you know, what you call the work, what you refer to as the work, I don't think I'm the best, you know? And then I tried to investigate what is happening there, and I discovered that one of my superiors that I have never spoken with, was the one that stood for me, was the one that said, no, you must bring this guy to this head office. Wow. I, don't, I, I don't even know this man, but of course I met him when I got to the head office. And he said one thing to me, he said, look, there was, you know, normally in our, in our office, they, we do uh, what we call knowledge sharing sessions, where they can call in and teach. Mm-hmm. Apparently I taught one class like that and he had picked me off. That's, and, and he identified me just the second month I entered. Wow. You know, so for him to, I don't know. And the amazing thing is my promotion came two days before he made a year that I started up. Wow. I never said <laughs> in my yoga that I was going to leave next week. And then the second, the third day I got the invite, the fourth day I was already uh, promoted and already, you know, I, I was feeling because I did not know how to express myself. You know, when you get stuff that you're not expecting, you're just dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to say, just looking, you know. And and I was still asking. And the funniest part is, I got that letter like the 16th day of that month. And 
when the salary came in, of course, I was not expecting a full pay. And I saw the salary. I was like, ah, these people are serious. So. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing like, there was not a error missing. Wow. So, wow. And, you know, for, <laughs> it, it, it must have been God that orchestrated that. It cannot be man now. It's too, something is too good to be true. Because I can say confidently that, yes, I was doing my job, but I was telling them in that interview room that I am not the best in this thing when it comes to productivity. There, there are people that are doing way, way better. Of course, I'm doing my best, but... And I, I believe even now, I don't believe that I don't know anybody. Oh, I didn't orchestrate this thing one way or the other. You know, you're not just... I'm not, I didn't just get... I, I didn't just get promoted. I got, I got the earliest promotion ever recorded. Hmm. I got my appointment wow. the same day. So I've eaten half of the wow. month. I got the full pay. And I got... Hmm posted exactly where in my mind I wanted to be. <laughs> I, I don't remember having that particular place. It was just so of course that's that's something that uh is it's worth testifying for. Oh. Even though even though I don't I don't really come out often in church to give testimony. I always have my own way of thinking that's why I always say that I am grace personified. Mm. My life as a whole is a testimony. Mm. And even now, coming from being a novice in the thing where I work, I have grown so much now that I can confidently say that if something wants to happen in my team, I need to be involved. Otherwise, it really goes through. Mm. So, coming from a person who is, you know, people ask, people meet me in other departments and ask me, how long have you been in Lidway? And I say, this is just my third year in Lidway pension. They will want, and somebody somebody called me one day and said, why are you addressing things and dealing dealing with things as if you are a veteran in this company? And I said, veteran, okay. I've not even spent half a dozen years here. You know, I was saying I'm a veteran. He said, because of people, you people talk about you as if you've been here for over 10 years. I say, oh, really? So that will be years old. So I think that that is a very, very huge testimony and something that we should learn from that. Sometimes mm. if, if things want to happen, if God wants to make a way for you, it happens like magic. And then you're asking yourself that way to what's happening here, you know? It just seemed like for me, I had four testimonies in one. You know, I got motion earliest unexpectedly to a place where I wanted to be. At a particular team I choose to be at a particular place of assignment I decide to be. I think that's uh, that's a huge one. And uh, I, I don't I'd like to hear from Meme. I don't know if uh, there are something there's some there's testimony similar to this one that you you'd like to share with uh, our listeners today. Ah uh, well I I would <laughs> I must say that uh, it's the grace of God for you, sincerely. I mean, exactly. listening to your, to your, your, your story, your testimony, and all. I just want to say that you know, many a times, um, you know, one strange thing happened, and I'm going to share share share, share it, and it might look weird or kind of um, strange. So, I've been using a particular phone for probably over three years. Okay, so. 
as at that time i got a new I, i had a new phone right so and the phone got faulty in less than a year a very good and nice phone that i love so much and as at then you know being a, a writer my my phone is very important to me because i have a lot of information i have book, my books i have materials i have a lot of things on google drive on backup several things so my phone has to be working right so it just packed up like that and then i i got a new phone from not a new phone okay so it was given to me so the person had used it for probably maybe a year or something because i needed it urgently as at that time right so i've been using this phone if you see it, it looks so brand new so okay people would see that be like wow did you just get this phone and all that and strangely just last weekend i was <laughs> rushing out to go somewhere and then i slipped <laughs> you know i slipped and the phone fell okay wow. so and it broke and i was just I, i i felt really it was a very weird thing for me because i mean this phone had fallen several times without it breaking but the screen broke and i laughed and i, I said to myself i i just looked at it you know you want to wonder okay what is this some people say is it a bad omen is it what is all this but i just looked at it i said to myself i said it means that um something new has to come in you know mm-hmm. the bible says that you can't put a new wine into an old wine skin because it's going to tear it's going to bust right so i just said that and funny enough i've been looking at the phone for a long time i would say that oh the phone keeps saying memory for memory for <laughs> i cannot be do anything on it memory for keep breaking it i can't even receive messages on it again so i was like oh this phone needs a change this phone needs a change so i've been saying that and the phone fell <laughs> the screen broke so that was funny to me but i knew i knew it to be that it was a sign of more so many times we we um you know we get so devastated about um, our lost treasures you know just like a baby when you have a, a maybe a toy or something with you that you so care about imagine if a little baby girl has a, a doll and it breaks and and the the neck gets plucked off or something like that she cries you know she's so devastated and red or knowing to her that maybe something more beautiful is coming so we are like that in many ways we get so frustrated about what we've lost and because that those things are what we have at that moment and they are the treasures in fact they are the greatest treasures that we have at that moment and we don't if we can't afford to lose them not even that we can't afford to lose them it's it might even be that we cannot even survive without them but hey the victory is this that you have God with you that is what matters just like Tolu has shared what matters most is who you have in your right who is leading you if you have god with you you should always say that yeah this is gone but i believe it has to go for something new to come in because if the old doesn't leave you would never want to part with it you want to hold on to it it's still your treasure but then the old has to leave for better things to come in that's it from me thank you thank you very much Amy. uh i think uh I also feel I also feel like sometimes when um you know the way the way God orchestrates is uh, is dealings is is quite mysterious because if you ask me five years ago if I was going to be doing this I will give you a resounding no now I have gotten so good at it that people ask me how long I've been there mm-hmm. you know I I never thought I would be able to do this really you know going to 
face people, speak to crowds, speak to multitudes, you know, convince people to do stuff, you know, calm people down. You know, now, if you if you are a very hot person, I can deal with you. If you are calm, I can deal with you. What? I'd, I'd never had that in me before. I never thought I had that in me. In fact, calmness is so far away. Of course, I'm a very calm, gentle-looking person, but I get quite irritated early, easily. But then, this has just taught me so many ways to deal with people. You know, I remember then when I was being told, when I was being told, if if person talks too much, you need to listen. If person doesn't talk, you need to talk. So it means you have to have two different characteristics at the same time. And if, now of course, I'm not I'm not bipolar, but I understand how to deal with so. And it amazes me. You know, I remember speaking to my mom, and then she was asking me some things, and she was like, "How oh, you sound very changed?" And I said, "You are dealing with stuff. Finally, we barely get you angry." I said, "Normally, yes." I said, "I said I was just joking. The old things have become new." I've just, I was just making fun of the old scenario, but of course, I sat and I realized that yes, this would probably get me angry a few years ago, but now I'm not even bothered about it, and it's it's just a huge shift testimony. Uh, Mr. Vic, I don't know if you have um, any experience yeah, to share with us. And, yeah, please go ahead, sir. So, so my testimony is more of um it's more of my brother's testimony but i still count it as mine because it really affected my uh, my family for like mm. a really long time yeah, so um a while ago like a really long time ago um i got introduced to what's it called to smoking weed right and being that my i was very close to my younger brother right i also influenced him right and he started taking it to us like quite myself but because i was a lot older than him at the time that i started i was able to manage myself properly or like him yeah and things got out of hand that was 2017 yeah it got out of hand and that was the first time i actually experienced that weed can make someone go mad. Yeah, I've only, I've only, <laughs> known, I've only known about it, like, but I've never had that close experience. Do you get? Like, you, mm-hmm. you, you, I've heard stories. I've even watched comedy. I've even listened to comedies where they talk about the the nuances of weed taking and the, the the kind of damage that it can, it can cause, right? But I, I always thought it was one of those things that yeah, you just see on TV, but it's close to you or close mm-hmm. to anybody around you do you get and mm-hmm. unfortunately he he went to take a weed i don't i don't i don't know what he took though but he 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 started having what's it called episodes um crazy episodes yeah initially when it all started he told me it was just one of those things until it deteriorated right and we became very worrisome at the time he was living with me right right taken to my mom's house from there we saw that it was becoming too much um 
it was it was it was really bad like his episodes were really bad the only thing that saved us because we were, we were very very what's it called cautious right he would have ended up on in the street but it was mm-hmm. that bad and we we were luckily for us we were paying close attention to him during that time and we never let him out of our sight right from from there we we took him to a rehab right and that was how bad it was because we were taking to a rehab for him to get better because he literally changed he wasn't the brother i used to know before he wasn't talking straight he couldn't read him straight it was so just so weird and scary at the same time right and we prayed 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 it was in real almost a year again almost again three months and six months yeah so almost a year he was at the rehab right and it seemed as if he was getting better he came out he came out that was 20 um i think it was 2018 right he came out i think 2018 or so i can't i'm not sure of the year yeah 2018 he came out i'm not so sure of the year right and it seemed as if it was okay and everything uh he decided to go back to work and everything he even left lagos for work and unfortunately again he had a relapse and like they would say it's harder for for you to cure someone that that has had a relapse I don't know if um, Cancelotti, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can confirm this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's actually it's mm. harder to kill someone that has a relapse. So we were very scared. We It became worse. He came down. It was very reduced. Like, it was very hard to convince him to stop smoking this weed. There were times that... Because we close. He stopped smoking it normal time. Very early in the morning, as early as three, he would he would leave the house when everybody's sleeping to go and smoke. That was how <laughs> bad it was. Yes, he would like he would literally leave the house to the streets to go and smoke, right? Mm. And, and when he relapsed the second time, it was worse than the other time because one he was now lying about it. He was not even accepting the fact that. He, that he needed to change, yeah. Mm. And this thing continued. I, I remember one night that was, I think, 2020, after, after, either before the COVID or after the the, pan, the lockdown. I'm not sure of the time where he was at my house, just to come and to visit me. And I saw him. I was like, this is not my brother. The way mm. the way he was dressed, he was literally dressed like a madman, and he he didn't see anything wrong with what he was like he would wear like three socks to at, at a go like three socks oh my he would wear like two pairs of jeans like shirts with a jacket bro like what is uh, it was it was it was bad it was that bad it was man <sighs> it was that bad actually okay. and, and i remember that night uh-uh. He came to visit, but he, he stayed like a, I think a week. And I noticed that every night, like every night, night you just see that he's coming. You just leave the house. house. So I got curious. Now, what is this guy going to go and do by that time? 
either three or four, he would go because he he, he, he was claiming that he was no longer taking it, right? Because he wanted mm. us not to that he was taking it. So one so, so one so one of those nights that he left the house, I sneaked and I followed him because I wanted to know what he was always leaving the house to go and do. And we stayed about 30 minutes outside. So I sneaked and I was fooling him, fooling him. So I, I got closer. The closer I got, I was seeing the smoke, like, because he was walking and he was smoking it. Like, see the smoke, like, what is happening? The closer I got, I now realized that this guy was actually smoking the weed. And I shouted his name. And he saw me, he was really afraid. And he, and, I, and, I, and I took the thing and I threw it. like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what, what, what are you doing? I was, I was so pissed off. And at the end, I, I, I didn't even know what to do, sir. But I was so angry because it was, it was someone that we are, we are trying to help to get better. And that was like the, 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 the we had to take him back again to the rehab, knowing that he was, he wasn't actually, what's it called? Um, he hadn't, he had, he hadn't changed like he said he had. And we continued praying, praying, praying to God for deliverance. At that period, it seemed as if <laughs> God was not answering, because I tried, I tried to preach to him several times, like, bro, preach, preach. There was, there was nothing I didn't do. It was as if everything I was telling him was just entering one ear, going out for the other, from the other ear. At some point, I got tired of praying, but God, but what, what I was, what I was told in my spirit was not to give up continue praying he was going to get better that he's a destiny child he's going to get better in time that i'll be very 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 tired i'll still pray almost all the vigils that i was going to my prayer point was oh lord deliver my brother deliver my brother when people were praying for money praying for house praying for this <laughs> but oh was oh god please just deliver my brother let him just be normal because it was a thing of shame Having someone that that was insane or that wasn't alright, that was like a mad person, as your brother, really, I couldn't. I like it was a thing of shame in my house. It's it was, it was. I just I I I can't explain that feeling really, but it was so bad, and I just kept on, kept on, was it called? Kept on praying. Almost everybody hated him in the house. My brothers could not relate to it, but I tried as much as possible to show him love, talk to him, draw closer to him. I, most times I try to call him every week, every week. So I, he doesn't feel as if he has been forgotten, right? Even when he was at the rehab, I would call, try to encourage him, show him love, where possible, right? And I still backed it up with prayers, lots of prayers. And thankfully, thankfully deliverance came. And he he got better, and this and he left rehab since like I think it was beginning of this year, yeah, mm-hmm. beginning. Of, and ever since he's been okay. Wow. When 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 he, we took him to rehab, he was really thin, like he was really really thin. Ah, he no, it was it was. Uh, I just, I just thank God for the deliverance. He will not talk to anybody. He will just stay on his own for morning to night, not doing anything. He'll just be there, not like it was so worrisome. I, 
But if you see him now, like I'm just I'm just so amazed. I'm just so amazed at what God did in that guy's life. Like I'm so amazed. If you see him now, he's even more chubby. He's almost as chubby as I am right now. I'm just a little bit, a little bit chubbier than him, right? He talks all right. The last time I was at my mom's place, I w- um, we, we both went to my mom's church and they were asking, they were calling out, from, they were calling out people to come and sow seed. He came out to sow seed. Like he was, he was reasoning normally. Do you get like, he was becoming the, the brother I used to know, the brother that I grew up with, right? Mm. And for me, I was so thankful to God because at some point I was almost giving up. Really, at some point I was always saying, oh God, what is the problem? If you don't want to heal this guy, at some point that, that almost became my prayer. Oh God, if you don't want to heal him, why not just take him away? Because he was he was becoming a thorn in our family. He was becoming a thorn in our flesh. Right? So... I was almost giving up, but I thank God that God came through at the ninth hour. God, God delivered him. See, God, 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 God delivered him to the point that even the doctors there, they were shocked at at his what's it called at his, at his recovery okay. rate. Yeah, they were surprised at his recovery rate. He got better and for me that's like one of my biggest testimonies especially this year that god came through for us wow thank you so, so that's it for me praise wow. to god praise to god for that that's, that's a very powerful one mr big yeah. we thank god for that uh, for sharing the story with us on here right here thank you so much that was that was um personal but he it's it's it certainly is a, a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's just good for it's just good. Um, I think just that just shows us that look, don't give up. You know, um, there's nothing this God cannot do really. So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. the challenges or whatever scenario you're facing. Mm. It is doable. It's doable for God if you are consistent with your prayers and um, you know you just it's far see. I always say that we can't we can't count our testimonies really. You know, mm-hmm. when when we started this episode with this um, uh, this month's uh, team and I, and I saw testimonies of the brethren, I kept asking myself that okay, um, which do I share? Because it is so much, really. Mm-hmm. It is so much. You cannot you cannot start counting how God has been good to you. Really, you know, there's so many times I may want to just be down and look and wonder how things have been going and i ask myself that look 2018 it was it was pretty it was pretty bad 2019 was good 2020 was good 2021 has been better actually and i'm so believing that 2021 2022 will even be more better so i think yeah. uh, you know there, there is progress constant progress we are doing stuff we are we are we are getting new things people are building houses you're buying cars we are going out we're coming in you know, I work in a place where I see people die for for little little things. I've been around people that would die just because they are having a leak. You know, mm. and you know you are there. I've, I I just realized I was telling a friend of mine today that I've not been to the hospital in almost six five years. 
I've not I've not gone to the hospital. I've not done anything in the hospital. Of course, there is this once in a while paracetamol that you take, but are you saying that I'm so perfect that nothing has gone wrong in my body? No, as in it simply means that nothing has gone wrong in my body, yes, actually. And that is testimony because people who think see, I have a lot of people that do checkups every month and they'll go to the hospital, they'll say they need bed rest for five days. The only bed rest I've been having is the one I have on my bed at home. You know, I've never, I've not taken any drip, I've not taken any injections, you know, and and I'm fine. You know, people will say that, hey, the pastor, believe me, I, I, I'm in the medical world and I know that things as little as fever can get you killed, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's just amazing to see how we wake up, we sleep, we go out, we come in, we do all sorts, we travel, we come back, and we don't understand the fact that we are we are receiving a huge amount of grace and amazingly we don't even merit these things you know some of us mm-hmm. commit sins that we cannot even mention that day we ask forgiveness all the time and yet god has been preserving has been keeping us has been making things work for us you know you you, you lose a job you apply for another and you get it instantly you don't think that's what appreciating because really there are people who lose jobs and years and years and there will be nothing you know mm-hmm. a lot of them are better than you you know like I said, when I was when I was upgraded, when I was promoted, I, I know guys that have master's PhD that are under me now. People that I send errands to go and get stuff for me, to go and do stuff. Mm. You know? And I'm not mocking these guys. I'm just simply saying that sometimes we just don't appreciate how good God has been to us. Mm-hmm. You know, you can eat, you're complaining about the food you're eating. Somebody is praying to drink gary. Mm. You know, mm. you need to you need to understand the fact that you're going out. You're stepping out. I, I know. I, I, I um, I was, I, I was looking at myself one day. I was, I was going to wear a particular material clothes, and I was saying, oh, all the shoes I have here, it's not, um, none is, you know, none is matching this color. I, I want it to be perfect. <laughs> and then I looked at the shoes I have, and I was like, what is wrong with you, young man? <laughs> you know, I, I got to the office, and I was sharing this with a friend of mine. He said, bro. Bro, I wear three shoes. Three shoes. You wear different shoe every day. It was they were saying it to me. You wear different shoe every day, and I've, I've not seen one shoe. You, I've not seen you repeat one shoe twice in two weeks. And I said, eh, but you know, it's a guy. I, I wear three shoes to this office. The one I wear on Monday is one I wear on Wednesday. See, there, there is no see. And and he said one thing. I said, look, if you have two two shoes. You will not be looking for the one you want to wear that will match a crypto. You already know the one that goes from Monday to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple, you know. And you know, and people say a lot of stuff, and then I, I just think that we don't appreciate. I need to. I, I think we need to to understand the fact that our testimonies are just countless, you know, countless testimonies. You know, I've seen people walk, come out of their compound and get killed. You know. Mm-hmm. We walk a lot of us walk around, you know, the nights, you know, when it's supposed to be dangerous, but then you water you come in. You know, I always tell my elder brother, I remember when he was in the country, he's just a night crawler. I always tell him, What is wrong with you, young man? You're just going everywhere, going and you say, Look, he will say one thing. I know I just around with it, but of course I understand what he's saying. You say, Look, I have God. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to happen to me. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says it with all boldness. And I just look at it now, even that this guy, 
So I think we just need to understand how to cultivate the ship of testifying to God and telling Him and appreciating Him for what He's doing in our life because really our testimonies are countless and we need to find means to appreciate God even more. Uh, on a, um, conclusively for me, I'll just say that we hope that we've been able to really inspire someone tonight to let you know that you can change jobs, you can change things, things can happen in your life, things can go wrong, you know. Sometimes we lose stuff to gain stuff, just like me has said earlier. And like Mr. Vic has clearly illustrated, there's nothing prayer cannot do. And we need to understand mm-hmm. one thing. Delay is not denial. Exactly. But that it does, it's not happening instantly doesn't mean it won't happen. You know, just be consistent. Of course, serving a God that doesn't change, that his word remains perfect. His word cannot change. We are serving a God that values his word more than in him himself. We need to understand that fact. So mm-hmm. there is no way he says something is going to happen that it doesn't eventually happen. So don't give up just because your prayers, the what you prayed for now is not coming now. Like I always say, what you are enjoying now, the life you are enjoying now, must have been a prayer you prayed so a while ago. Now it doesn't matter how long it is, but then the life you are living now is a testimony simply because you have asked for it earlier. So you should understand how to appreciate what you have now. Over to you, Mr. Mr. Vic. Thank you very much. Everything you said, well, like you said, right? Delay is not denial. Hold on. Regardless, hold on to God's word. And, and and I feel like that's what a lot of people, a lot of Christians forget. Delay in in getting or in getting their answer, their prayer. They, they they start losing grip of God's word. But this is my own my own conclusion. Delay is not de- denial. If God has said it. He would eventually do it. That yeah. I'm very certain. If he has said it, it might not be a, it, it might not be God that have that, that that said it though. But if you're very sure, you're very certain that God said it. Best believe it's going to happen, regardless yeah. of how long it takes. It would happen, and that is our testimony for today that God answers prayers. And any last word? Before we wrap up. Well, I'm just gonna reiterate what uh Vika said. God answers prayers. That's it from me. So thank you very much, everybody. Um I your people from today's episode, right? And I hope um that listen to this, maybe at the at the point or at the verge of giving up. I just want to be assured yourself in faith and hold on to God's word and continue remaining in your place of prayer eventually answer will come through regardless of the situation believe me I've heard testimonies of people that had HIV and they got delivered right I've had testimonies of people that were sickle cell right and they got and they became AA just need to Continue praying to God. See, if there's a, if there's if there is a man to pray, there is a God that answers prayers. So just continue God's work and continue fellowshiping with Him. We come through for you. On that note, I just want to say good night. God bless. See you.
next episode. Bye. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye.
and not beneath. He calls me a lender and not a borrower. I know who I am. And so because of that, I don't have to walk in fear. I walk in faith. If you're walking in faith, shout hallelujah to Jesus.